Welcome to Everything Retirement Planning. This is Daryl, and this is episode number 11. Hey, before we start, discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a registered broker-dealer, member FINRA, SIPC. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. It is November, and it's all downhill from here, my friend. It's uh, holiday season right around the corner, which is uh, exciting, but, you know, it is a little bit of a added uh, stress elements. Here we are talking about retirements, and which relates to money and all that stuff, and uh, it can be expensive time of the year. Um, so I know I talked about budgeting, you know, we need to be budgeting and it, it wouldn't be a stressful time of the year if we just get ahead of it. Anyways, that's not what I'm talking about, but, uh, welcome to November. It's good to be here. And does an HSA make sense for you? You might be asking what the heck is an HSA? An HSA is a health savings account. That's right. It's a health savings account, and I want to get into that. I absolutely am, am, am a big fan, okay? But you need to understand the dynamics of an HSA. Uh, number one, do you need to qualify for an HSA? Not necessarily you need to qualify as in like a health, like am I healthy enough to have a health savings account? It depends on your insurance that you currently have, Okay. Um, a lot of people, which I'll get into this in a little bit, but a lot of people will get an HSA through their employer. You have to have a high deductible plan, all right? That means you have a low premium. So that might make a lot of people feel really uncomfortable, right, uh, in regards to that, because there is a risk element when you are starting an HSA, okay? You need to know that. So um, it depends on how you're funding it. I mean, most people are going to fund it on a, a by by paycheck, all right? So if you had it through your employer, if they had this where they offered a, a health savings account, you're going to each paycheck have X amount of money come out of that and go into your HSA. Sounds great, right? Well, where's the risk? The risk is, remember, you can only do an HSA with a high deductible, low premium, so that means if you have to go to visit the doctor for whatever reason, it means you have a high deductible. So that means you're going to have to pay something. So if you have a little amount in your health savings account, and for whatever reason, if you go to the doctor a handful of times, you see where you can get caught where your high deductible, I don't have enough money in my health savings account to pay the the amount that I have to pay the you know for the medical care I received. So, anyways, you kind of get in that little conundrum, all right? So that you need to be, you just need to understand that, right? There's a little bit of a risk element on, on the front end. Now, if you're healthy and you haven't been going to the doctor, or your family doesn't, you know, go to the doctor very often, um, then you know you might be okay. Now, I have a health savings account. I've had it for years, actually, and that was in my mind. In the front end, I'm like, uh, you know, if we have to happen to, to use the doctor, we might need to be paying some of this out of our own, you know, pocket and cuz there just won't be enough money in the health savings account. So that you need to be mindful of. So look at your your track record, look at your history, how often do we go to the doctor, right? So 
and then then there's just still that you can look at that and go like, hey, we never go. And then all of a sudden, you know, broken arm or whatever it may be, and all of a sudden you can rack up some some medical bills pretty quickly. So even though you can look at your history, which has been clean, not been you haven't you your family or whatever you haven't been going to the uh, uh, the doctor's office very often, all of a sudden you do, and that can still happen, right? That can still happen. So on the front end, that's something just to be very mindful of. Um, I, this is just my opinion, and everyone's got their own opinion. And I'm I'm pro risk management, meaning obviously as a certified financial planner, I understand there's risks to life. And we hedge, meaning we pay a premium that uh, is smaller, hoping that if anything were to happen, anything big, our hedges, the insurance company is going to pay. I know everyone's got their opinion about insurance companies, right? And I'm sure I've been frustrated at times, but it is what it is. Uh, But we need to have different forms of insurance. Otherwise, we're at risk, serious risk to devastate any sort of plan if we had a plan in play. Um, so anyways, um, I viewed it this way. I saw myself, I'm like, hey, I'm pretty healthy. Haven't gone to the doctor in a while. Um, my kids, healthy. My wife, healthy. And so I like the fact that I, I could get health insurance and pay a low premium, the premium that I'll, I won't get a return on unless I'm using the doctor a lot, right? Or the family's using, you know, medical services a lot. Then I guess, you know, and there's still co-pays and all that good stuff. So anyways, that's the way I looked at it. I was like, you know what? I kind of like the idea of a low premium. I understand there's a high deductible, but the the idea of a health savings account, and I'm just the front end of this. I'm going to keep explaining the, the benefits of a health savings account. I, I, I liked what it offered. And let's, let's just jump into that. Uh, real quick, you might be asking, like, well, how much can you contribute, right? How much can you put into a health savings account? So for coverage on yourself in 2023, it's $3,850. That's that's the most you could put in it in 2023. These are indexed. It's always going to, you know, probably go up a little bit um, as, as time goes on. And then if you have a family coverage in 2023, it's $7,750. Now, if you have an HSA through your employer, you could go talk to your employer and say, hey, is there any way I can fund this right off the bat? Like if I had a family, you know, if you had that $7,750 available, could you do that? Um, now, it comes through your pay, right? So I guess you're going to be making some pretty good money to be able to fund it in one paycheck or, or a monthly paycheck. But Maybe you can contribute a, a little bit more and not stretch it out over the course of 12 months. What I'm saying is if you're concerned about, I got to get some money into this HSA just in case we do have to use a medical doctor or whatever, or dentist, whatever it may be, that we can use the money in the HSA. So maybe you 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 up you front it up front, right? So maybe you, you could talk to your employer and go, can I, instead of doing it over 12 months, can I, you know, uh, fund this over, say four months or five months or six months to see if that could work out. All right. Because once you hit your max and you would stop funding it. So that's kind of how it works. Um, anyways, that's the amount you can put in. And by the way, if you're 55 or older, you can you can contribute an additional $1,000. Okay. So if you're 55 and older with a family, that means you can put in $8,750, right? $8,750. So if you think about it, that's, that's quite a bit. If you haven't paid a lot in medical expenses, 
then you're probably in a pretty good situation if you can get that thing funded, right? I mean, even single, um, $3,850, right? $3,850. Or if you're 55 and older, it's you know $4,850. So that, it's a decent amount of money that you can put in. Um, but that element of upfront, you know, what if we have to use, you know, metal, you know, doctor and hospital and all that stuff. So something to, to think about. Okay. Now this is why I love an HSA account. Okay. Health savings account, the tax benefits. I'm calling it the hat trick of the tax world. What I mean by that, it's the hat trick of the tax world. I'm taking a hat trick from, from the, uh, the sporting world. All right. Um, for example, if a hockey player scores, Three goals in one game. It's called a hat trick. All right. We're not talking about sports here. It's back to talk about the HSA. Uh, the taxes. There's three ways to avoid taxes. Pre-tax, right? And it means it's the money. When you earn money, you don't pay any tax. All right. So this money before you're taxed goes into the HSA. So if my gross pay for my paycheck, let's say it's $1,000, and I put in 200, 200 at that, that paycheck into the, the health savings account. That 200 does not get taxed. It goes directly into 100% of that 200 goes right into my health savings account. $200, not taxed. So what it does is it lowers my taxable income because now I got paid 1000 gross. Now it's knocked down to 800 so that's that's good. I'm, I'm going to be taxed a little bit less on that on that money because it's less money to tax. It was now a thousand. I put two hundred of it into the HSA. Now it's eight hundred. Does that make sense? So it's pre-tax, right? It's pre-tax. That's going to help lower your tax liability. When you put your money into a health savings account, and this is different than than a lot of things that you're you're probably thinking of. You might be thinking of the there's like these spending accounts, these flexible spending accounts. This is not like that at all. All right. The money you put into a health savings account, you can have a money market in there. It's 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 like a um gosh, it's it's set up in a way like a investment or a brokerage account. Meaning the money inside your health savings account, you can actually invest it. All right. Now there's a lot of HSA providers, so it depends. I can't speak to all of them. Uh, it just kind of depends on what choices you have available. Kind of like a 401k, right? I mean, you have to pick and choose with whatever the, your, your employer has set up. You can't just go, oh, you know, I want to go ahead and start buying, you know, XYZ stocks and bonds. Uh, if that's not an option, you can't do that. You have to only pick, you can only choose from the choices you have. So that's the same thing with an HSA. But the good thing is, though, when the money inside there, is tax deferred. So even if you have it in a money market and well, any sort of interest rates, which right now they're, they're actually pretty attractive, right? You might find yourself getting three, 4% inside there. And so if you're not taking the money out, you're not using it for any medical expenses because you don't have any, you're earning money inside your health savings account and it's not being taxed. So it's at the end of the year, you don't report that, well, I had made um, you know $50 in interest. You don't have to report that because it's tax deferred. Pretty cool stuff, all right? So that's the second um, tax benefit. The third tax benefit is it's tax-free when you withdraw for qualified health expenses, okay? So once again, you know, you got paid 1000 A couple of months have gone by, gone by. Let's say you got $600 in your health savings account, and you got to go get your eye exam done, and that eye exam is, you know, 
$150. You, you can use your health savings account for that expense, a medical expense, and it just comes out as tax-free. You don't pay any taxes on it. So you don't have to pull out $200 thinking, well, I got to pay tax on that to pay my $150 bill. You just take out, usually you have a card, and you just use a card and pay the um, the bill. So if it's $150, $150 comes out of your health savings and pays that bill. So it's tax-free on when you withdraw, but very important here for qualified health expenses. Okay. I'm not going to go down into the weeds of that, but you got to make sure what, you know, you can't, you got to be careful. You're not just like, well, I think, you know, a new TV so I can rest more, you know, uh, as a, as a medical expense, you know, so you can't be playing games like that. Uh, you can look it up, do do your research on that, but it's, to me, it's the obvious stuff. It's the stuff that you're going to, you know, uh, Eye exams, any any sort of medical prescriptions, um, dental—I mean, things that fall under the the, umbe- the uh, umbrella of medical stuff. Okay, so that's a hat trick, right? Pre-tax money goes, and a hundred percent of the of the of the deposit goes right in. It's not taxed, and it, it's it's uh, if you're having any sort of uh, savings inside that account, um, or if you try to choose to invest it, and you start making money in there, you're not paying any tax on that. Now, this is a word of caution. Be careful when you're, I would not invest the money until you, I don't even know the amount. Just think of this, just think of this. If you have a couple thousand dollars in there and you put it into a stock fund because it's available in your HSA and you put it into a stock fund and that means you're investing in the stock market and that means you're, you are, are, are um, vulnerable to the volatility of the stock market, it is a stock fund you have in there. It's an investment, and that thousand, that two thousand goes down to fifteen hundred. That's that means you just lost. You can lose money in there if you're investing it. So you got to be real careful with that. Okay, um, you don't need to invest it. If, if that overwhelms you, you can just you know it'll sit in cash, right, and and, and probably earn. Uh, well, it depends on what you know interest rates are at. That, that varies obviously, but it'll be safe. And that even that little earnings in there, you would not have to pay tax on. All right. So that's that's huge. The whole tax benefit there is absolutely huge. Here's another big one. Most people, when these when we when we get these advantages, these benefits, it's like there's there's rules to it. Like yeah, you can put X amount of money in there, it lows your uh, tax liability from your paycheck. Uh, oh, by the way, you got to use it by the end of the year, otherwise you'll lose it. That gets stressful because you're like, okay. All right. For example, the flexible spending account, I believe, with like child care is like you have to sit there and like, you know, really think it through. Like, how much am I going to because you got to make decisions a year in advance, I believe. And you got to spend it, you know. So it's like, OK, it's cool. I mean, there's advantages of that. But this is not like that. This is not you don't lose anything. You The balance is the balance. December 31st, you want a balance in there. And, and the bigger, the better. Right. So if you got. X amount of money in there, 3000 4000 5000 10000 whatever it is, you don't have to freak out going, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose all this money uh, you know, tomorrow because it's January 1. No, it's just you carry the balance. It's, it's all good, right? So you don't have to use it. And the idea is hopefully in the, in the front end, you're funding this. So you're funding and funding and funding. You don't have to use it. So you can start accumulating some money in your health savings account. Right, as I discussed already, just for the benefits of, uh, you know, if you obviously need to use it for medical reasons, you got enough money in there to do that. Okay. Uh, 45% of employers offer a health savings accounts uh, to their employees, according to MetLife 21st annual US employee benefit trends. 
So a lot of employee employers are offering it. So you may not even know you even have it. But remember, you only get you can only have an HSA if you have a high deductible low premium. And that's something you need to just get get your arms around and really start thinking about. Okay. You might be asking yourself, hey Daryl, I'm self-employed. What about me? Yes, yes. Like I said, you can there's there's many health savings account providers out there. You can Google, you can start doing some research. Um, this is not only for employees uh, of an employer. If you're if you're both, you're 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 self-employed. You're the employer or the employee. You can still have a health savings account, absolutely. Okay, and all the rules apply the same. So, um, this is available for a lot of people. This is what I really also absolutely think. This is a cool tool for financial planning and retirement. Hear this: at sixty-five. Or older, you can use the money for ineligible withdrawals. Basically, meaning they're not medical expenses. They're not. They're non-medical expenses. There'll be no. You won't be penalized, right? There's no penalty. It's not like, all right, if you took it out and 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 you went and bought yourself a new TV, we will not penalize you. You will not be penalized. However, the money that does come out though for non-medical will be taxed as ordinary income. So this is like an IRA, right? This is like an individual retirement account, traditional individual retirement account, right? Where the front end of it, it's 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 uh, there's no taxes on it going in. It's it's um, um, yeah, it's not being taxed, tax exempt. That's what I was looking for. And then it's tax deferred, and then you take money out, and it's and it's taxable. It's like an IRA. So if you're funding this and funding this, and this is a this is a really going to be, uh, I think, a difference maker for retirees because this you are going to you know with medicare you can still have expenses medical wise right and you could then you could use this your health savings account to, to off you know offset whatever medical expenses you might have you know you might have physical therapy you might have things that that um, aren't covered or aren't covered completely with uh, with medicare then you could use this and it would be tax free you know just like it was you know whatever you know years ago when you first got it so it's a really cool retirement tool and strategy. And like I said, what I really love about it is it ultimately turns into an IRA after you're 65, right? Uh, the only difference is, as far as I know, I have to research this, I don't think you have any sort of required minimum distributions coming out of it. I'm pretty sure you don't, okay? So you can start using this. It's just like you can use the money um, for a trip if you wanted to after 65. Granted, it's not going to come out tax-free, uh, you, but you're not going to be penalized, but you just have to pay you know, tax on it, all right? So um, a really, really, really cool tool. Um, just kind of depends on your own situation. You have to really think about it in regards to your own history and your health and your family's health and what that looks like. Um, but you can talk to your employer first, talk about, talk about how you can fund this. Maybe you can up, up front, uh, upload it a little quicker than spreading out over 12 months. Which I know you can because you can just stop once you hit hit the maximum amount. And by the way, you can't. You will be penalized if you overfund it. All right. So you got to be very cautious of how you're doing it. Pay attention to your yearly contributions because if you go over, um, just like you would an IRA, there's an excess uh, penalty on it. So you got to just pay attention uh, when you're how much money you're putting in. Okay. That's a health savings account. Pretty cool tool. Not sure if it's right for you. Maybe you never heard about it. Um, but if your um, employer has it. Uh, check it out, have that conversation with them, and um, see if it's something that would work out for you. All right. Hey, with that, uh, in my show notes, check out what's your risk number. 
you know, and it comes to retirement or it doesn't matter, retirement or pre-retiree or retirement is 20 years away for, you know, uh, for you, you need to know your risk number because in, when it comes to investing, that's how you need to design and create a portfolio based off yourself, based off what your own risk number is. So I have a really cool tool to figure out what your risk number is. You can quantify that. Go to my show notes. There's a link and it takes you like five minutes to go through this assessment of how you would handle certain situations with investments. And then it has this uh, ability to then quantify and say, it gives you a number versus, oh, you should just be moderate growth. Well, what's moderate growth? There's a big wide span with moderate growth, right? Um, uh, so anyways, it, it, it quantifies and gives you a number. And, and I would see that. And I'll let you know. We can have a conversation around that. So once again, check out my show notes. Take five minutes. Uh, check out what your risk number is. And with that, thank you for being here. And I look forward to the next episode. Bye for now.